We're on the dock with Pastor Troy. We're here on the set having a great time. We're in this incredible series. We'll break it out to you in just a minute, but we're here to give you a conversation that will, <laughs> I mean, just launch you out of the shallows, get you off this dock. See this dock here? We want you on it with us for a little bit here, but we're going to equip you to get out of the shallows into the deep. Get with us on our YouTube platform. We'd love to have you there. iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. Those are all our platforms. Check those out. Go to our social media sites as well, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Telegram. Reach out to us. We want to talk to you. When you find those places, make sure you hit subscribe and notify because it'll let you know when we go live. We try to send out stuff to you, upload stuff every Tuesdays and Thursdays. So watch for those uploads. Don't miss those. Get on our social media sites as well because uh, Donna, who runs all that for us, she'll let you know what's coming up. You'll see teasers and all kinds of things. Get on there and hit like, notify, share, comment, and let other people know. You can also help us out by becoming a Patreon partner of On The Dock. Go to Patreon, download the app, find us that way. If you can't download the app and find us that way, you're just kind of able just to do one thing. Go to onthedock.org, find the Patreon link, click it, it'll take you there. You can also find all our platforms that way too. And there's a viewer there. You can just watch us right there. You can do everything at onthedock.org. We'd love to have you. You can email us at info at onthedock.org. And we're ready to go here. We are having a good time here. I've got Mother Beth in the studio with us. Mother Beth, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? You don't know this. You don't have a, we don't have a camera on him, but Lucas Winkler is our executive director is on set with us today. Hi, Lucas. Hey. He's over there. <laughs> Just for his mom's sake, we are going to get a camera on him. We're, get, we're waiting on a new switcher. We're going to get a new camera. We're gonna get, we'll be able to put his mug over there. He's over running everything, mission control. So we're, we're all with you today. We're going to get into this. We're in the Psalms Volume 1 project. We're in Part 3 of that, Songs for the Soul, Message for the Heart. We're going to be looking at Psalm 34 today. Are you ready, okay. honey? Ready. Taste and see. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. You can go all these. You go back and listen to them in archives. Uh, if you want to hear more about this, we did this as a sermon series at Community Faith Church. You can go watch the more in-depth, deeper sermon kind of preaching style. We go a lot farther into it. If you want to just dig into Psalm 34, go find that one. It's in our archives. You can go to YouTube for Community Faith Church, or you can go to our sermon net and look up Community Faith Church. The same way uh, you can do that that way. And Lucas has, Lucas has. we're going to show you a video. We've been doing videos with each one of these. We did a package where we have the Psalm uh, spoken. The actual message of Psalm 34, Psalm 8, Psalm 90, whichever one. And then we put a worship song with it. And that was done by Ben Adelie and Lucas. How can they find those? If they really love what you've done there, how do they find those? Uh, yeah, they can find them on the Community of Faith YouTube page. And there is a special playlist called the Psalm Series Playlist. There's seven of those going to be available to you. So you can, each one of them, I think you download those, use those for your devotions. You're going to love it. If you haven't seen one yet, go back and watch the other two. But we're going to show you one right now to kind of kick us off. So instead of us reading Psalm 34, we're going to let our, our crack team do that in this incredible piece they've put together. And then you're going to hear a song that's going to be the heart and soul of our message today, Taste and See. I'm thinking, trying to think about who did the song, Taste and See. Do you remember who who, who was that one? I I am trying to remember that. I've got it right here. Taste and see. Taste and see. I'm pretty sure it was uh, Shane and Shane. Psalm 34. Yeah, Shane and Shane. They did that. And Ben Adelaide is going to perform that. It's going to be incredible here. Let's get ready to go. You guys ready for it? You guys ready? Ready. All right, here. Let's lock it load. Here we go. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. 
Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord and his godly people, for those who fear him will have all they need. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. Come, my children, and listen to me, and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. His ears are open to their cries for help, but the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. The Lord hears his people when they call to him for help. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to rescue each time. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Not one of them is broken. Calamity will surely destroy the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord will redeem those who serve him. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. And I sought the Lord And he answered me and delivered me from every fear those who look on him are radiant they'll never be ashamed they'll never be ashamed and this poor man cried and the Lord heard me, and he saved me from my enemies. And the Son of God surrounds his saints. He will deliver them. He will deliver them. So magnify the Lord with me. Come exalt His name together. Glorify the Lord with me. Come exalt His name. Oh, taste 
and see that the Lord is good. Oh, blessed is He who hides in them. Oh, fear the Lord. Oh, all you saints, He'll give you everything. He'll give you everything. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, praise. Come exalt His name. Bless the Lord every day and night, never-ending praise. May our incense rise. Let us bless the Lord every day and night, never-ending praise. May our incense rise Let us bless the Lord Every day and night Never-ending praise May our incense rise Let us bless the Lord Every day and night Never-ending Praise may our incense rise, magnify the Lord with me. Oh, come exalt His name together, glorify the His name forever Forevermore This poor man cried And the Lord heard me And he saved me from My enemies the Son of God surrounds His saints. He will deliver them. He will deliver them. Just amazing again. That's Ben Adelini there with Taste and See. Originally done by Shane and Shane. Just a great, Lucas, just a great job on those. Golly, I mean, good stuff. Hope you enjoyed that and that gets you in it. You need to grab that thing, download that thing, and just make that your morning devotion. You can start a day out like that, can you, Beth? Oh, yeah. Get in the Word. We get, every day, We read, every day. Beth and I read a psalm. We read a proverb. 
read Old Testament, New Testament. So you need to get that in, get that quiet time, that, that get in that secret place with God. Let's get into Psalm 34. That's our text today. Psalm 34 is a beautiful psalm. Gosh, you heard it. It was sung so well. The authorship of Psalm 34, guess what? It's a Psalm of David, actually, again. It's actually David's. And um, it says that in the title, a Psalm of David. So it's fully attributed to him. And it's about a time. Nobody else would have written this about it. Because when I tell you what Psalm 34 is really about, when I tell you what's at the heart of it, then you'll realize that nobody would have. I mean, some people think that it was written in honor of the king. Who writes about the time when the king was going to be killed by Saul? with a spear and he fled from him. And then he fled into the Philistine king Achish's camp. Remember the, the song they used to sing about David? David, Saul killed thousands. David killed tens of thousands. And that made Saul mad, mad, jealousy mad. And they sang it over and over. It was, it was no made. The Philistines knew that when, when, when David arrived and he arrived in the Philistine territory to take refuge from Saul, he arrived at a place where he was known for killing tens of thousands of them. And, 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 and the first thing the king said, is this the guy that they sang the song about? <laughs> exactly what it says in the Bible. Yeah, it's that guy, but he's, he looks like he's gone mad. So David feigned being crazy, tried to survive. And Achish was so, I mean, Achish was honestly, I mean, he was fearful of David. Mm -hmm. David was acting mad. David was a well-known warrior. He just gave him his own village here. Take this town, go over here. You can hang out with us. Just, you know, Saul, stay away. Yeah. And, um, and David could have easily been killed right there. The story could have been over. Mm -hmm. But he, he went, he fled into somebody that sang songs about him killing thousands of his people. And, and, and it's in the middle of that that God spared David. And David writes this psalm to let you know, taste and see the Lord is good. He can get you out of the craziest situations. And that's what the Psalms really just all, all about. So it's all about uh, tasting and seeing that the Lord will get you through things if you'll just have trust in him. I think that's a theme that we're seeing already in these songs, like we've talked about in Psalm 90, the, uh, 91, the Defender Psalm. We saw in Psalm 8 as well how God's got this great plan, and then and we're just a small piece of it, but we're especially a small piece of it. He's got real something special for us. Right. God had a plan for David's life, and it was up to him to see that it was fulfilled. And every one of us are David. Right. I know it feels like David's special, but he was just a shepherd boy. He was the seventh son. God has plans for all of us. He does. I mean, it's up to him to see it through. So the psalm is a Thanksgiving psalm. It's a praise psalm. And it's a praise. It's a praise psalm that helps us really understand understand what God has for us. So let's, let's break this down a little bit. Let me break this psalm down. The psalm breaks down in the first few verses. David opens by praising Yahweh. He always does that. He always sings a praise. We're going to see how he addresses God. That'll be cool. Mm -hmm. And then David praises Yahweh's faithfulness. He describes a time with Yahweh where he delivered him. That's where he went into King Achish. He was fleeing from Saul. So that's why we know it's of David. I do not believe people wrote this about him. People wouldn't have written this to a king. What if it was a sore spot? You know, you've been off with your head. No, I think David wrote this because David was humble. And then the third section of this in 8 through 14, David continues with great teaching and he, he, he makes it a learning opportunity for, he, he shows his weakness to us and says, you can learn from what I trusted the Lord and what happened to me. So he offers a testimony to us to grow by. And that's why David was a great leader and a great shepherd. He wanted others to learn from what he'd went through. So we'll learn from that today. You know, we're going to learn something today. And finally, the psalmist tells us, contrasts the protection of Yahweh that he gives us and those of us that fear him and that, that abide in him versus the destruction that going to happen for those that aren't unrepentant, that those that choose not to abide. So we're going to see today consequences of loving God, consequences of not loving God, mm -hmm. and all that decisions our own. Right. Everybody thinks, well, God's cool if he does that. No, it's he no. honors your free will, free will. So we're going to see what free will does today. Free will of David, save David. 
It saved David. Absolutely yeah. did. So let's get into this. Psalm 34. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord, which means I will bless the Lord. That's what we heard that in the song. I will bless the Lord. Mm-hmm. I will, so it's a be, that's a much better translation, New King James. I will bless the Lord. The Lord at all times, I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. I'm not going to exalt myself. I'm not going to exalt anybody else. I'm going to boast in the Lord. He's the majestic one. You hear that in David. Mm-hmm. I'll let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. The words in the song were, oh, magnify the Lord with me. That's the King New King James language. So I like again, I like that better. It tells the Hebrew word there is gadal. Gadal means to magnify. It means to make great the Lord, to make great His name. Not me, exalt Him. Let us exalt His name forever. So let's come. Let us tell the Lord's gadal. Let's magnify Him, glorify Him. The psalmist encourages us to praise Yahweh again. Yahweh is the personal daddy relationship that Israel had with him and those of us can have that if we know him. And if you're out there and you're like me and Beth, we're Gentiles, we were grafted on the vine vine because of Jesus and we become a part of that lineage and we can call him daddy too. So if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you are on the vine. You are in David's Psalm. He's talking to us. And then we move into this thing where it talks about David begins to praise him despite certain death. I kind of gave you a little bit on that early on. He says, verse four, I prayed to the Lord. I sought the Lord. I, again, the, the New Living tr- struggles with this text because they, they wanted to use praise for bless. They wanted to use uh, magnify. Uh, magnify the Lord is better than the Lord's greatness. Magnify is ultra high. So greatness is, oh, the Lord's great, but magnify is like putting a spotlight on it, you know, and then like, you know, how you fry an ant with a magnifying glass. This is ma- this is how great God is, you know. Why did I know you were I know. I just, <laughs> boys think about stuff like that. I prayed to the Lord. I sought the Lord. Pray the Lord's like, oh, Lord, I prayed him a meal. I sought the Lord's. You got down in your face and you said, God, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I need your help. And he answered me. He freed me from all my fear. So I sought the Lord is, is one out of fear, one out of trouble. Those who look to him for help will be radiant. Radiant. I love the word radiant here. Radiant is the word. You're going to love this. Nahar in Hebrew. And it it means to be joyful. Will be rate Nahar with joy. I'll be be joyful. So it says radiant with joy, but but Nahar is bigger than that. It's like you'll be like a light. Mm-hmm. So like on the dock, we have a lighthouse and our graphic. Hey, I think I, I think I can show it to you. We have the back there. We have the lighthouse. That lighthouse should have a light that goes out into the deep. And so as we're out there and we get out in the deep waters and the waves get big and the storms come up, we can look to the shore. We can see the rock on the rock out there is the lighthouse there standing through the storm, and it can guide us. The nadar can give us joy in the morning, joy in the storm. It will guide us back to the shore, get us back in the harbor, back on the dock so you can listen to another podcast. Right? <laughs> right. It works good. So we're glad you're here on the dock with us. So. Uh, but we want to be radiant. We want to be glowing. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. We don't have to be ashamed. Shame is Jafar, and it means to be ashamed. It's it's deeply ashamed. It's It's humiliated. It's the opposite of radiant. It's your lights are out. We don't want to be that. No shadow of shame. We do not want to be shadowed. We want to be the light of his joy in our lives. In my desperation, <laughs> I prayed. No, in my desperation, I sought the Lord. Mm-hmm. I was on my face. And listen, the Lord listened. Yeah, He heard me. Mm-hmm. He pulled me up. He saved me from all my troubles. The angel of the Lord is a guard. <laughs> we are guarded by the angels of the Lord, Beth. How about that? Yeah, that's good. He surrounds and defends all who 
fear him. Those are great words, great words. I hope you can dig in those today. It's an exaltation. You can hear this. For, for us to join David, we can join David and we can taste and see for ourselves that when we walk and trust in God, our God, he's got us. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's our lighthouse. When things are rough and we think he's not watching, just look around and look, look for that light glowing in the distance and walk toward it. Yep. He'll get you home. Yep. David reminds us that God will be there for us in the most difficult times. He was he was running from his country, running into a country he had destroyed. He was going to be destroyed from either side, and he just said, I, I know I'll do this. And and the Lord, it's up to the Lord. Right. And, and the Lord spared him. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Psalm 34 7 says, uh 34 7. I see, let's see if I got that here. Um I've got to find the right text for you here. I'm my own control guy here, so it's always bad when I have to do that. It says here, look at this. It says, for the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. So we got to remember he's there for us. He's got our back. He's got our back. Just remember that. It is so important. It's, it, it is an exalt, exalt, I said exaltation for us to join David, and, and God will be there for us in the most difficult times. So right. don't we're ever. Not, we're never promised that we won't have difficult times. Well, we're if, all going to have difficult times. If he's going to be there in the difficult times, then we're going to have difficult times, right? That's right. And can you imagine having to go through them without him? Well, not I, knowing that he's there. Well, I'm writing down in my, I keep a notepad, a journal just on the set here so I can, we can come back and talk about things. But basically what, what Beth's pointed out is we're guaranteed difficult times. Right. He wouldn't equip us if he didn't know they were going to happen. I mean, you can be the nicest shoreside looking out into the ocean. They're just hurricane seasons here now. The next hurricane, you appreciate this, Lucas. The next hurricane do you know what the, the next one's going to be named? It's out there now. It's, a, it's They think it's fixing to be named as Tropical Storm. Does anybody know what it's going to be? No. Elsa. <laughs> wow. You know how much I hate. You do not. I hate that show. No, do, you don't. Let it go. You let it go. It. Elsa's going to try to destroy our coast eventually. And she's let your hate go. Yeah, let it That's go. That's right. I got to let it go. Go let it go. <laughs> That's for Addison. It. Addison loves it, but I can't stand this one. <laughs> Yes. Uh, it's coming. It's coming for us. We think it's going to hit the Gulf Coast at some point in time next week. We'll see. You're kind of like Bo. He doesn't want to admit that he likes the kitten. Yeah, I know. God, You like that with I know, I this, know. this movie that you're talking I, about. I love Psalm 34, 8 through 10. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joy of those who take refuge. There's that abide. Mm-hmm. You can come under him, the defender in Psalm 9. You can take refuge. You can hide in him. Yeah. Fear the Lord, you as godly people, his saints. You as godly people's kind, but I love his saints, uh, Kadeshim, that the saints of God. When the saints go marching in, we can trust him. For those who fear him will have all they need. Now I want I'm gonna focus back on that in just a second. That's good. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry. Yeah. They can go hunt, but they, they can't make it. But those who trust in the Lord will not lack in the end. So there may be times when we do have difficulties, Beth. Mm-hmm. There may be times when we struggle. There may be times when we be a little hungry, a little, little short. But we won't lack, he says, any good thing. And in the end, we'll have all that we need. We've been there many times. Haven't mm-hmm. we? we sure have. God's gotten us through. And when we couldn't. It reminds me, this, this whole thing, I'm going to point out something. We're going to cover this in the next series. Psalm 23, everybody knows this one. The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. I will, in this version, I have all that I need. That's the new living. But I like the Lord is my shepherd. I have all I need. I I shall not want. It's the exact same language that we're seeing today in Psalm 34. David's saying, this is the shepherd who was in peril for his life, running into an enemy king's arms, away from another king's arms. And he knew that even in the midst of that, the Lord had everything he needed. Mm -hmm. 
and he put it to test. Yeah. Not just him. He took 400 of his closest men with him. All of them could have been killed. Yeah. You talk about putting it all down, trusting it with your family. Amazing. Just amazing. Amazing story. Just amazing. And I love where this goes. Psalm 34, 8 through 9. Taste and see that the Lord is good, and the joy of those who take refuge, they abide in him. Fear the Lord, you holy, you his holy people, for they who those who fear him will have all they need. So we're, we're back to that again. Think about what I said there. We'll have all they need. Mm-hmm. They shall not want. I mean, I mean, David had a lot of needs there, but he knew his father would provide for him. Right. And it took a lot of trust to do what he did. I, I hope that we able. I mean, we we we're facing needs in our in our country right now, needs in our families right now to see God move. We're going to have to learn how to trust God to do those things. We have to be in the right place. We have to be useful by God. We have to we have to activate our free will to serve Him, and and be willing to be His voice in His hands and His feet for sure. God's just not going to magically fix everything. No. God uses us to do it. And he uses the Daniels and the Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego's even in times of oppression to make stands. Right. He he uses Elisha against kings that like him and kings that don't like him. Elijah was hated by most of the people he spoke to. They hated him. He never had anything good to say. Don't bring him. But when he said it, it happened. Right. They, they, I remember one king asked, are there any prophets of the Lord here? The, Israel, the, the king of Judah, king of Israel is trying to talk him into going to war. And he brought all these prophets of Baal, prophets of Asher. They're like, yeah, do it. They put on horns on. And they say, is there a prophet of God here? Mm. We need some prophets of God again. We sure do. Yeah, I, I, in, you know, in the charismatic revival in, in, in the 80s and 90s, some of them drove me nuts. They go, <laughs> I got a word from the Lord. Mm, yeah. yeah. We need people to begin to hear God. To hear God, you're going to have to have time with God. You're going to have to get in a quiet place with Him. You're going to have to have a relationship with God. And people are going to have to see you have a relationship. Because part of my problem in the 80s and 90s, people that have a word from me look like they're walking crooked all already. I don't all want right. people walking crooked coming up with a word from me. I'm not saying God can't give a word through somebody strange. But it better be validated by somebody that's not strange. Somebody that's a father in the Lord to me, a mentor. We, we need some words from the Lord today. But I think the key part here for me is, is that we're going to get all that we need if we trust God. I didn't think not all that we want, but all that we need. Okay. Deuteronomy 6.2 says, and you and your children, your grandchildren must fear the Lord, your God, as long as you live. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a long life. Part of why we're not living well today and we're struggling is because we're just not doing, like I think Beth said this in one of our previous episodes that, that we need to, episode one, we did of this when we were talking about Psalm 91, Beth, you said we need to stay faithful to, to abide. We need to stay faithful. We need to obey. We need to do his stuff. Deuteronomy 6.2 is his stuff. Right. If you obey all his decrees and commands, you will enjoy a life, a long life with all you need and all you want. Yeah. And and as we read, you know, when you don't do that, he takes Israel from you. He takes Judah from you. He takes, he, he cannot bless that which is against him. Right. So it would be a good thing for us not to be against God, but to yeah, be, be for him. Right. right. Psalm 34, eight through nine, taste and see the Lord is good. We're, we're good. I love that. Oh, the joy that those who take refuge fear the Lord. You as godly people. We need to be godly people. Mm-hmm. And if we are godly people, we'll have all we need. I love that. We'll lack. Look at this. Look at this one in verse 10. Even strong young lions sometimes go hungry, but those who trust in the Lord will lack no good thing. What an amazing teaching. Mm-hmm. While even the most powerful angle, a, 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 most powerful animals may go hungry, those who seek Yahweh will not 
So the Lord, we've been close at times of being short of this or that, power getting turned off, this and that, back when we were planting churches. Oh, yeah. Short on groceries. But, you know, God sent people groceries. God sent people with a check for the utility bill. We didn't even tell people. We went to a church one time. We were sitting on the balcony of the church. We were miserable. We were going broke as a new church at, at Waterloo. We were about $11,000 short of being able to do anything. Went to a church. I hit up in the balcony. It was a mentor church of ours. Didn't tell the pastor we were coming. Just went up to the church. We just wanted to be with God and worship someplace where nobody knew our name. We wanted to be like, <laughs> not like Norm at Cheers. No. And we went there and somebody came down and told the pastor they had a word from the Lord. And they gave the word and the pastor pointed us out and said, those are the people you're talking about. We came down, pastor brought us down. I think he was proud. It was going to be a big word from the Lord. And, uh, <laughs> And when the people said, we, we're being told to give $11,000, that's exactly what we were short. Yeah. The pastor had a double take yep. because he said, I could do a lot with that $11,000 here. <laughs> and he's a good friend of ours. And he just kind of swallowed hard and said, well, the Lord sent him. I said, Bob, we need exactly $11,000. And it was like, it changed us. You know, we, we realized it's, it's $11,000, not much money in God's plan, but God had us to the penny, yep. to the penny. I mean, he was just what God does is amazing. It is. It's amazing how David turns a dark story into a teacher of wisdom. We're going to look at that real quick here. Hope you're enjoying this. These, these are great Psalms here. Psalm 34 says, come my children and listen to me. So David's going to move from celebrating what happened and what he went through in that dark hour. He's going to teach us now. He's going to give us some wisdom. Let's see what his wisdom is. Come my children and listen to me and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous. There's the Vulcan. I said this in my sermon when I did it. I said, Spock was not original. Live long and prosper. It was Jesus thing. It was a God thing. God started long and prosper. They stole that. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil. Good word. Shut your mouth. And that includes social media and negativity. Yeah. And your lips from telling lies. And we got to start saying your fingers from typing out lies. Turn away from evil and do good. I love that. Love God. Stay in love with God. Love his people. Yep. Search for peace and work to maintain it. What a good word there. So, so David begins to exalt us and tell us how to have that relationship with him. And finally, the psalmist, finally, the psalmist contrasts what happens for those that choose that over those that don't. Here we go. You ready to learn? Here it is. The eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right. He hears, Beth, even when we're struggling, even when it looks like things are going to drown us, when we reach out, the Lord pulls us out. He pulls us out because he's been paying attention. Right. He's our good shepherd. He lets us kind of run around, eat and do stuff, but he is there if the bear comes, the wolf comes, or we're in over our heads. Mm -hmm. His ears are open to the cries for help. We just have to say, God, help me. Yeah. But the Lord turns his face. Oh, my. The Lord turns his face. I don't even want to get into that word. That is a bull. That's judgment. He comes, he's not just for you. He now becomes against you, mm -hmm. turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. Yeah. He did that to many Kings in the Bible. He got rid of their whole families. And if, if we don't think he'll do this in the greater plan, I mean, listen, he has a plan for everybody. He wrote that down. But if you don't accomplish that free will plan by your own free will of doing that, then he's bound to kind of take you out of the book of life and move you over into the book of I know you not. Yeah. Many call me Lord, Lord, but know me not. The Lord hears his people when they call him for help. He rescues them from all of their troubles. What a great word. So the eyes of the Lord, Yahweh, are there for protection and care for those of us that turn our face to him. But the text is harsh. 
It's very harsh. It really comes at those of us that, that go the other way. Because Psalm 34, it kind of gets down into it. It says, calamity will surely destroy the wicked. So that's the other side. If, mm-hmm. we, if we come against God, he doesn't just judge us. It will destroy us. Yeah. You, you see it when people are bitter now. People yeah. can be bitter, hateful, and you can literally develop cancer as a result. Yeah, you can get you can, ulcers. And right. I think so many of us have problems because we're all so uptight. And it may not that we hate people. It just means that we just so distrust everybody in God that we have no joy, no radiant, no nehar, mm-hmm. you know? And we need to get that back. We've got to get back. And we do that by what? Tasting and seeing that the Lord's going to get our eyes back on him. Because yeah. David was able to do that in the midst of this crisis. We should be able to do it in the midst of our crisis. I know it's easier said than done. It is sometimes. But David did it and risked 400 other men's lives, and he would accomplish it. So if he did it, we can do it. You, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. I know you can. We're for you. Mother Beth and I are for you. <laughs> have you ever been brokenhearted? I know you probably have out there. One of my favorite texts in the Bible, Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. He loves those who have a contrite spirit. Let me explain that. Brokenhearted or contrite spirits come when we've experienced devastation. That devastation, that broken heart can come through victimization, whether it's intentional or unintentional. We can have the loss of somebody who dies it's not intentional. They didn't mean to die. They just died and our heart's broken. We can have it when we're, when our, when, when people violate something that's dear to us, say somebody took from us or hurt us and it can be intentional and it can break our hearts. Yeah. Disappointment. When we're brokenhearted, we're typically devastated. We're typically shattered at our moments of life and it's tough to pull things back together, but we can. And what follows with that brokenheartedness are are these words that I hear so often as a pastor that's counseling somebody. They say, well, I I, I was broken and I became fearful. I was broken and I felt lonely. Nobody understood. And I was broken and and I had despair. I, I saw no hope, gloom and despair. And so, I mean, David knew the Lord is close to those that are brokenhearted. And he's, he's, he rescues those whose spirits are, are crushed, mean contrite, particularly those that love the Lord, mm-hmm. that are in injured moments. He will be there for us. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will be there. I have fear and no evil. He's with me. God is with us. He knows when we have intentional and unintentional devastation, devastation moments, and he'll be there with us. And as long as your spirit stays contrite, he will help you through those moments. I had, I've had many broken spirit moments. I had a meeting years ago with my, my, my best friend, uh, Shane and I met with the conference in DS and I found out in that meeting that the people I thought that were on my side had actually betrayed me in the meeting. I discovered that so clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and, and Shane said, it, it, as they showed me the note where I'd been betrayed by the people in the very room, I was blaming somebody else for something that happened. And I found out the guy that had me in the meeting had lied. And, and the other guy finally got so the, – the guy was there beating on and talking to him and trying to get explanation from him. He, he began to feel bad for me because he could see I had been lied to too. And he passed me an email from the guy that I was there with showing me that he had lied about the whole thing. Yeah. And so I wasn't hung out by the guy I was claiming. I was hung out by the one that – I was betrayed by my own. It was tough. Shane said all my blood went out of my face. Mm. I hate betrayal. I know yeah. it hurts when you – unintentional, intentional. I, I, I've been recently, I've been brokenhearted about seeing how our, our, our pastoral leaders in our region in the country have not done well with, with their passion and commitment to lead through COVID in our area. 
we've dropped the ball. Many of our pastors just took a few weeks off and then extended it to a month and the three. And we have many churches devastated and not effective and still not affected even as we come back yeah. because the pastors were not operating as under shepherds of Jesus Christ. I think we found out that some of our pastors were hired hands. Mm-hmm. And hired hands will flee at damage because it's not really their sheep. You have to have a commitment, a deep commitment. David was deeply committed to God enough that he trusted him. We cannot pastor God's sheep unless we're deeply committed to God first. We have to have that quiet time, that relationship. It's broken my heart to see the, le- the, the weakness in the leadership of the church in this season. I'll tell you why. Because Beth and I have got a chance to work overseas in Liberia for years. And we were there when Ebola hit uh, Monrovia. We were there when it hit the country. I was there and our team was at risk and all that. I've been through the quarantine for Ebola twice. And I, I went back in to go do some more work and we did a lot of relief work. And and let me just say this to you, COVID-19 was not Ebola. COVID-19 had a 1% or less death rate. It was deadly, trust me, because we, we lost dear people. But mm-hmm. but overall, to young people, children, it wasn't, a fa- it wasn't deadly. It was no. deadly to people that were high risk. It was a super flu. It was it was a, it was deadly, but it wasn't crazy. Ebola killed ninety percent of the people it infected, right. and it didn't care if you had three comorbidities or one. Yeah. It killed children, infants, old, young, everybody that it touched. Yeah. And I saw pastors in Liberia that have nothing, and it's one hundred and twenty degrees, sweating in the heat, put on PPEs, and work all day to serve their people, yeah. to feed their people. I saw our churches become that we built there become um, uh, morgues and yeah. hospitals. And I saw pastors in Liberia that have very minimal training. Mm-hmm. They know the Bible. They, they, they can barely speak English. They, they, English is their language. Yet I saw those people serve the Lord like David. Right. And God used them to crush Ebola. And I, I think, where did our pastors go here when we got COVID? What happened if we had Ebola? Mm-hmm. Do, we have, do we have men and women of God that would step up and lead the church to respond? Man, it breaks my heart to think that we need to get, we've got to get leadership that'll step up yeah. like a David, yeah. you know, and take on the the Goliath. Yeah. Man, I tell you what, it's something else special. We got to work on that and pray about that. It breaks my heart. One of the things that broke my heart recently is, is just this craziness we see in our society's degradation right now. And one of the things that came out recently in New York City, this broke my heart. This shows you that the church is losing ground. We got to get up and speak. We got to get up and live it and fight these Goliaths in a godly way, in a positive way. We got to change people's hearts and we got to change people's minds. And we got to begin to reclaim this country for Jesus Christ. The New York City Department of Education featured just recently, you won't believe this, a Drag queen known as her name, his name, Little Miss Hot Mess, in a show aimed at three to eight year olds. And it aired on, listen, public broadcast system, PBS. We pay for that through our taxes, wherein the performer and the author declared, quote, I think we might have some drag queens in training on our hands, speaking to the three to eight year olds. The Daily Caller, I'm going to quote this, first reported on this episode. Let me show you Little Miss Hot Mess. Here's Little Miss Hot Mess. Whoa. That's the book. It makes my wife cry. My wife will cry over this, and she's going to be mad because it's going to mess up her makeup. The Daily Caller first reported on the episode of the series, Let's Learn 
it's an episode let's learn what is which is partnership between PBS member station WNET TV and the New York New York City Department of Education. It aims to help three to eight-year-old children at home learning with programs featuring instructions by educators in virtual field trips. And, and I'm going to quote this directly. Here it is. I'm going to put it up on the screen because I don't want to misquote this. Uh, I am a drag queen and a children's book author. Little Miss Hot Mess begins. And you may be wondering to yourself, what on earth is a drag queen? She's speaking to the children three to eight. The host then describes the drag queen in part as everyday people like who like to play, 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 pretend, and dress up as often as we can. Going on to say drag queens are also leaders in our community. And if you ask me, we make pretty good role models. Well, I'm just here to tell you it on the dock, Pastor Troy. Uh, that is not a godly role model at all. No. And the fact that we have a Department of Education anywhere in our country doing that, the fact that we have a public broadcast channel celebrating that really breaks my heart. Yeah, I, I can feel it. it's a brokenhearted thing, but the good part is we can look to God to help us with this. We're going to have to ask God to help us here. This this is my heart here, guys. My my heart here really is is that we are going to have to really connect ourselves back. John, the Gospel of John tells us Jesus says, "Don't let your hearts be troubled." I am troubled by this, honestly. It's hard not to. But when they are, he, he wouldn't say, "Don't let your hearts be troubled." If you're not troubled, so I'm going to read between the lines here that our hearts are going to be troubled. But Jesus says, "Don't let them be troubled, so you can trust in me." So we do trust in God, right. and we're going to trust in God. We're going to also trust in Him. He's going to have to do this, but He's going to have to do it through people like ourselves that are brokenhearted about this. That we are brokenhearted. When you think about that scripture again, I'm going to go back and grab that scripture real quick for you. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. We're going to have to get on our faces. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. Not I prayed to the Lord. I sought the Lord. We're going to, have to get on our faces again before God on this one. I'm telling yeah. you, folks. And and he's going to rescue those of us that are, are broken in spirit over this. We're going to have to cry out to him in such a way that, like in the book of Judges, he's going to rise up deliverers, and he's going to raise up, raise up leaders that are going to rescue his church. So it's going to be, be something that we really need to see God move from. I believe we're going to do that. And so I, I just want you to hear this. We have challenges. We have some super challenges ahead of us as a society, as the people of God right now. But we can do this thing because the Lord has sent us the ability to be set free of this. And I, I want to say this. Maybe I, maybe you, maybe we can. We, we need to learn from David. We can grow like David did. Maybe we can be like Jesus, Peter, James, and John, all those. And we can grow in our own season to be be strong leaders and cause our nation uh, to come into repentance. It'll happen because we lead in a way that people see Christ in us. They see that light, that nahar in us, not the darkness, mm-hmm. not the shame. We've, we've got to bring that back, and I think we can do that. How do we do that? we got to start living out these psalms. And I, I just want to say we got to start living them out. We've got to make them a part of our life in such a special way that people see it. Psalm 34, 19 says, The righteous person faces many troubles, so we're going to have those troubles. But the Lord comes to rescue each time. We're going to trust the Lord to come to rescue us from this little hot mess that yeah. we're in. And we're going to need that. Praise the Lord. Uh, we're going to get that. There's lots of issues. And and Lord, have mercy. I, I mean, yeah. I, my heart cries out to the person that's involved in that because if they think that is is, is good, I mean, I, I pray for them that God will bring right. revelation to them that they're a child of God. They've been created in his image and they do not have to be something they're not. They can be who God's called them to be. Right. We can all do that. We need to not let the devil shame us into deriding the glory of God. We need to do that. Right. Listen, church. It's important. We're going to all be challenged. But church, faith in the Lord does not offer us immunity from what's going to happen in the world. We're going to have to go through it. But ultimately, we'll get victory belongs to those who follow the Lord. David got it, and he told us to taste and see that the Lord is good, and he gave us a good example of that. And I think we can do that. I think it's really important for us to understand that. Now, let me wrap this up. We'll get out of here in just a second, but I want to wrap up with the last 
part of this, and it is really good as, as we get out of the psalm, uh, the psalm. It is just so good. So check this out. It wraps up verse 20. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, not one of them is broken. So you want to be one of his, mm-hmm. be one of his people. And calamity will surely destroy the wicked. So there's the bad side. You, God's going to be your, against you. You don't want that. And those who hate the righteous will be punished. But the Lord, I love 22, but the Lord, listen, will redeem those who serve him. No one, no one takes refuge in him will be condemned. And this leads me to one question and one question only as we wrap up this session. Have you taken your refuge in him? Have you abided in him? Have you trusted in him? Have you, like David, put your life in his hands? Because the Lord says he'll redeem, verse 22, Beth, he'll redeem those who serve him and no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Have you connected to him? Have you committed yourself to him? I mean, you've got to do that. You cannot trust in PBS to do it for you or the New York City of Education. You'd like to think that we could, but we can't. can't. Our trust only comes from those mountains and the splendor of his majesty. We have to start there. And everything else we trust needs to ooze his presence first and foremost. It's not that we can be, need to be hateful or disrespectful, but we need to trust God alone to be our redeemer. Isn't and that it's so our true? job to teach our kids that. It's not the public school's job. It's it's not our church's job. It's not the government's it's, job. No, it's not. It's As for me and my house, as parents, we will serve, we the, will Lord. serve the Lord. We've got to get and to know the Lord. We have to know the Lord ourselves. We have to teach it to our children. We have to be in the church that's preaching the gospel and doing the work. We do not, we need to quit depending on everybody else for the free lunch. The lunch comes from those of us that trust in God, our Father. We'll be back with you. This was a great psalm. Get in it, check it out. Go listen to those psalms again. They have them available on YouTube at the Community Faith Church site. You can check that out. And uh, we we love, if you want to hear more about this message, you can find it online in our archives as well at Community Faith Church. But on the dock here, we're going to be back in part four of this. We're going to go into the next psalm, which everybody knows. Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is part of the Psalms Volume 1 project. Songs for the Soul, Messages for the Heart, be part four. And the theme of it is, I am not alone. Isn't that a good reward to know Mm -hmm. we're not alone? We're going to get to that real soon. Thank you for joining us. You can find out more about us at onthedoc.org. You can email us at info at onthedoc.org. And please get on one of our platforms and enjoy this show. We love having you with us. YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. You can also find us at Google Podcasts, Facebook, Roku, Roku, you got to download the SermonNet app and find us on the On the Dock with Pastor Troy. It's our own channel. You can also find us on Rumble. Get us on Rumble. I like Rumble. And SermonNet, download that app as well. And shout out to us on our social media sites. Make sure you're sharing things and checking things out. Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, and uh, Instagram. Check that out as well. And you will have teases on different things coming up real soon. And when you find those sites, make sure you subscribe, hit notify, like, comment, share it with other people. And you can always become one of our partners at our On the Dock partner site through Patreon. Find us at On the Dock with Pastor Troy a partner or supporter of us. Finally, if you don't have a church home, Beth, what would you tell them? Come see us at Community of Faith. We'd love to have you 10 (laughs) o'clock on Sundays, 630 on Wednesdays. You can check us out live at our live campus. We have great service. You can hear more of Ben Adelini. You can check more of it out. See Lucas live and in action with a real, real, he's real. You can see him and you can check us out at our virtual campus at coftv.com and you can watch us on Facebook at our Community of Faith Church channel or on our YouTube channel, Community of Faith Church or on SermonNet. We've been loving to have you. It's been a great time to be with you. Keep getting in those Psalms and we'll see you real soon back here on the Dock of